This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Gary. I'm Karen Moynihan. And the Jingle Bells are back! Tis still the season. Hooray! It is! Uh, yes, it's our Christmas wrap-up episode and our last episode of uh, 2021. What a, mm. what a delightful year it's been. Fucking <sighs> hell, we are almost there, lads. Hang tough. Oh my God. <laughs> Got my booster yesterday. Still a bit of a daze, to be honest. So oh. please forgive any uh, slightly <laughs> drug-descending ramblings. <laughs> But one good thing about 2021 has been Pi Beta Alpha and all of you listeners uh, who uh, whose support we appreciate so much. Oh my God. Yes. Thank you so much for, for supporting us. Like it's mad that, that people actually want to do that. And yeah, we really appreciate you guys. <laughs> I know. Into three figures worth of people, quite considerably into three figures worth of people, all uh, working out their hard-earned cash every month is um is just a really uh nice thing and we appreciate every single one of mm. you and we know that you have enjoyed the sweet valley high tv series as much as we have and i think we were both pleasantly surprised that's fair to say absolutely yeah that did. like i think it probably helped that we were going in with like no expectations to negative yes. expectations <laughs> like we weren't we weren't going to be disappointed either way I don't think going into it because it was very much like I kind of only half remembered it from like when I was a kid I think you had watched some of it and just weren't that impressed with it yeah. so kind of going into this it was like sure look we'll have a bit of crack you know slag it off a bit it'll be grand and now it's like I am fully invested I love everybody <laughs> <laughs> same here because you know as I've said before like at the time when it came out I mean I was in college and I my enjoyment of Sweet Valley was purely for its camp mm. lunacy, and I think I was expecting to see that brought to the screen, and uh, and then was disappointed that it wasn't. But now, uh, you know, twenty seven years <laughs> on, whatever it is, I am able to enjoy it on its own terms, and I have enjoyed it very much. That's it, yeah, and it definitely helps. I think we said this before earlier on in our PBA series, but like it helps to nearly treat it as a kind of unhinged fan fiction version of Sweet Valley High. <laughs> And then you're laughing, like, because sure, it's great fun. <laughs> well, we've learned a lot over the over the last uh, nine months, whatever it is, of doing the show. I mean, we have learned that the Sweet Valley High TV kids are basically feral. <laughs> they are running wild around that town. <laughs> Not an adult to be seen, apart from Chrome Dome Cooper. An occasional teacher. We did have Mr. Russo pop up at one point, all right? Oh, that's true, with his computer laugh. Mm, that's right. Good morning, Bob Russo. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget pa- those graphics. Oh, my God. <laughs> Password, Pele. <laughs> 
stunning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that you know we all we would all agree that the the lack of Ned and Alice really became uh, outrageously apparent during the kidnapping uh, oh two parter. Yeah, when, like not one but both daughters kidnapped and not a sight of them anywhere no, at all. Just not even mentioned. Never. No, I mean, we've got to admire their commitment to not even having, like, a, I mean, I guess in one case they did have a voice off. You know, there That's was uh, somebody mm. off stage, like, going, oh, we're <laughs> home. We're but, home. <laughs> but even the kidnapping, they didn't mention them. Like, they, they, they had an opportunity to kind of mm. justify it. Like, oh, if only Ned wasn't on a six-month placement <laughs> in New York I mean, office. Unreachable and... Singapore, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Off on a very long cruise around the world and lost at sea. Oh my God, you know, these are the things that could have explained it away. But no, it's actually it's well, actually kind of at this point, it is just hilarious that they're just not around ever. <laughs> it really is. I, actually, I enjoy it very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess we've also learned that the uh, chip servings in the Moon Beach Cafe are a sight to behold. Oh my God, like those towers of chips. I'm just, <laughs> I still am baffled by what the hell is going on there. And I like, I have to wonder, is it just the actors messing around between takes? Kind of just stacking Ooh. them all up and seeing how <gasps> high they can get them? I don't know. They we might have to get in touch with one Bruce one and ask him at some point. <laughs> well, yes, well, stay tuned, listeners, <laughs> because uh, in the new year, we might do just that. Indeed. Um, but yes, the, the Moon Beach, another thing that uh, we were we were pleased to see, a deep dive. That's it. We love a deep cut. And like it was it was really good timing in a way because we'd only just done, I think, the new Elizabeth like really recently we before we got stuck into the TV series. And like if we hadn't done that one, we would have been disgusted oh, with the renaming wait. of the Dairy Burger. But like because we had that knowledge going in, it was like this is amazing work. <gasps> and we were fully I on board. Know. We do. We do love a deep cut. And there have been quite a few of them, like a surprising mm. amount. Especially as there's so much that they have left out. Like Regina, I'm still reeling from what oh uh, Amy, God. our special guest last week said. I'm I'm so glad that everybody else was as stunned by that as we were because so many of the responses <laughs> we got from you guys were just like, I am on the floor. I am reeling. <laughs> and fair, because like, seriously, we were amazed by that news. It was very exciting oh, to learn. <laughs> it, it really was because she's so conspicuous by her absence as an iconic character. Oh, they brought fucking Nicholas in. This is it, when fucking Nicholas is hanging around and jumping out from behind corners and terrorising Elizabeth. Like, that there wasn't even a mention of Regina. It's like, really? This guy, but nothing about his amazing sister? Okay. (laughs) A missed opportunity. Mm. Well, uh, we've also learned that there are some, frankly, some comedy geniuses in the cast. Oh my God. I am obsessed with Bridget Flannery. I swear to God. Like, she is so funny. (laughs) She really is. And actually, like, well, they've put Sabrina the Teenage Witch on the classic 90s version mm. um, on Amazon Prime. And my, I mean, I was in a revival, but my nephew was watching it. And there's, oh, there's a, there's Lila herself. And just wasted, wasted as a sidekick. Mm. I'm like, she should have been the star of the show. Bridget Flannery is not a sidekick. How dare they? No. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of really funny, properly funny acting in it. You know, there's like the the some of the comedy beats hit punch way above their weight because the actors are just so funny. 
That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, some of them are just very impressively, yeah, just great on comedic timing and physical comedy as well. Like, obviously, our yeah. fave Winston. I mean, my God, he's oh, great. Of course. <laughs> he is. Perfect timing, perfect delivery, uh, and just a, a delight to watch. Mm. And, and, you know, we have got, uh, we've got invested in, uh, in, in many of the characters, not least one character who wasn't in the books. A very welcome addition from Japan. <laughs> Well, this is it, yeah. And it's so sad that we had to say goodbye to not Todd as it's going to turn out, but Koichi himself. Oh, I know. It's uh, so unfair. That's, that's it. We didn't even get a proper goodbye to him. No, that's it. Nothing. Like, I don't even know does he get... Maybe there's like a throwaway mention of him at the start of the next series, but I'd be surprised, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I mean... I think they, considering they didn't give him a proper like burp, 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 goodbye <laughs> sort of uh, farewell to Koichi moment, yeah. then I think that might be it. So uh, gone, but forever in our hearts. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> lost we, him to banking. <laughs> I'm so unfortunate. <laughs> Sweet Valley's losses, banking's gain. I yeah. guess. <laughs> there you go. Well, we've also learned that the uh, the Sweet Valley teens, especially Jessica, love some modified business wear. Oh my God, that bitch is forever like ready to go to English class and then sell a house. She is just <laughs> ready for anything. It's great. <laughs> giant yeah, blazers she's... all the way down. <laughs> oh, giant blazers sort of cut off sometimes when, for a night on the town, like a what looks like a man's suit jacket with the sleeves mm-hmm. cut off. Yeah. And... Day to night, whatever transition you've got in mind, she is ready. She's got something pinstriped, ready to go for it. <laughs> well, I mean, the waistcoat is another common motif. I mean, Lila's got many a many a waistcoat and cravat. Oh my! Well, this is the thing. You see, Lila puts some extra flair on it every time because, like, everyone's wearing waistcoats because it is the nineties. But like, when oh. Lila wears a waistcoat, you fucking know about it because there's there's oh, a hat, there's a scarf, there's accessories on every inch of that girl and it's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) all carried off with jaunty aplomb that's it there's nothing like the Lila jaunt like she is the jauntiest walker and we just can't get enough of it oh that's those struts I mean we we have to thank uh, friend of the show Lisa Toon because she has made gifts of Lila in action that are (laughs) an absolute delight so good She's actually made quite a, like a number of amazing gifts for us because uh, we we don't know how. Well, we, <laughs> you might because you are you are poor. I'll figure it out. Audio visual skills, but truly, for now, Lisa has us covered with some great work. So yeah, thank you for that, Lisa. You're brilliant. Well, speaking of listeners, you all had very strong reactions to the news that the CW mm. are making a Sweet Valley TV series. Oh my God. I know. It's like, I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm Jesse Spano, basically, in that episode <laughs> of Saved by the Bell. I don't know what's happening, but uh, my heart is racing. <laughs> well, you had a lot of feelings, listeners. Quite a few people, uh, outlaws Josie J, and uh, yeah, said that, uh, oh my God, re- read the description, or is it read the description, uh, uh, advice to us, but said, is it Margot? Tell me it's Margot! <laughs> I mean, only it is it was like (laughs) that's that's the kind of thing that'd be like an end of series reveal probably isn't it that it's like you think it's jessica all along and then suddenly she'll start talking to herself or something in the mirror you know (laughs) (laughs) for those of you who have not read the description it's uh it basically says that uh that jessica has disappeared 
and then returns and uh, something is not quite right. And Enid Ruiz, mm. uh, not Rollins, which I like, is um, is determined to, to uncover the truth. And uh, it says, can she convince the twins of putting their personal war aside? It's the only way to drag Sweet Valley's dark roots into the California sunshine. Now, the only Sweet Valley dark roots I will accept as a narrative development mm-hmm. is what we have suspected all along, that it is um, terrifying, like it's properly dark. Like they're going to actually experiment. explain why it's wasp only. <laughs> but they're not going to do that. It's probably going to be like a fucking murder. Um, probably, I, I guess. I, I mean, already it's, yeah, it's... It's it's a really weird one. Um, I guess like is it the the CW are the guys that made Riverdale? I think aren't they? Um, like it's the same, or it's or it's like the guys who were involved with Gossip Girl. I think are, are possibly on board as writers, but I think the CW yes. is the network that would have done Riverdale. It's just that it's on Netflix it over is. here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of people kind of, it's funny because people are either really worried it's going to be like Riverdale or they're really excited because it might be like Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of art. The responses from you listeners is about half and half. Um, between <laughs> it's an extremely, two, three very mixed bag. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I was very disappointed in Riverdale. I just thought it was neither, you know, camp enough to be a proper like OTT Mm. camp extravaganza and not interesting enough to be a dark drama so I think that's been that was kind of my issue with uh, with this their version of like the of Sabrina as well mm. it's like go full on folk horror yeah and do it properly mm. or just I mean I would rather the 90s version to be honest so, oh definitely yeah um, um, yeah I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not even cautiously optimistic Oh, okay. See, the, yeah, the funny thing about Riverdale, because I did watch it at first, or like watch the first yeah, season, and I was, I was kind of into it, but then kind of lost interest in the second series. But like from people, and in fact, Amy Clarkin, who listens uh, and is a friend of the show, she is. like she loves Riverdale. And I feel like from literally just reading her tweets, I'm kind of experiencing Riverdale through her. Um, yeah, but it does yeah. seem like Riverdale has gone completely campy, ridiculous off okay. the rails. I feel like they've done a musical episode. Ooh. I think there's like, there's a whole serial killer arc going on at the minute. Archie's in jail. Like it all went completely bananas there relatively recently I feel like so okay, it's kind of so people sold. are either you're, this is it so people are either kind of hating it and have abandoned mm. it altogether or they're like even more on board than before oh so, well if batchittery would get me on board I have to say because it wasn't batchit enough this like, is the thing like, I feel like I feel like they've really leaned into the the lunacy of it so you kind of feel like I don't know how that works for like a first series of something if they'll just come straight out the gate going bananas with it I mean it'd be a brave move and you'd kind of love to see it but I guess it all remains to be seen mm. well Shadowmaster13 made the very good point on Twitter that that premise som- somehow sounds wild without sounding much like Sweet Valley High at all um, so uh, and I and I get that I just don't think it's quite right for Sweet Valley High mm. But the deadliest Zid said, if we, if we are getting the Diablo Cody SV, uh, SVH movie, I will gladly take this. this I mean, I would thing. take it too. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Because I think a lot of people who are even saying they're a bit worried, uh, was it Lauren Emily on Twitter was saying, this could be amazing and it could be terrible. And either way, I will absolutely watch. And I feel like <laughs> that kind of sums up how I'm feeling about it too. Like whatever yeah. happens, I'm in and I'm watching this oh, thing. Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that Leslie, Lazy Leslie Nope said, sounds like they're going to skip the sanctimonious shoulder patting books and go straight for the unhinged drama. And see, Which, that, I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yes. So there's a lot of... Uh, of sort of 
mm, cautious optimism this in our is, responses. Yeah, that's why I worded it that way in our poll. Because yeah. <laughs> people did seem to come out eventually on the side of cautious optimism rather than just like stay away from it, leave it alone. Yeah. Which I guess is fair enough. Uh, and actually, yeah, Jem Loves Books on Twitter was saying that she's intrigued but hopes they keep some of the humour of the original show rather than just a full on CW glam and drama. Which is yeah. a good point too because, you know, you do need a bit of a light touch for certain points and you will need some proper comedy in it too because, I mean, by its very nature, it is a ridiculous series and you kind yes. of have to have some comedy elements for sure. You do. I also like that Jem said, why would Jess be missing? Did she get kidnapped by the coach? <laughs> Did she dye her hair black and run away to be Jess Feel- Jess Fields? <laughs> so good. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, though, though Maeve McCrillia did say, I don't know if any adaptation could do justice to the full madness of the Margot saga. I really don't. I mean, I agree, but I would mm. love to see somebody try. Well, this is it. Like, it is a classic soap storyline, isn't it? Like a, oh. an evil doppelganger. Like, that's real Days of Our Lives kind of shit, you know? True, yeah. Uh, I did see, Pippi Ann Shirley on Instagram did say, I have concerns about a reboot as camp, as camp is nowadays typically intended instead of happening organically. That is such a good point. That's really true, yeah. Um, And it does make a difference. And unless you're going full on John Waters style, like mm. kind of fucked up weird camp, um, which I personally adore, <laughs> then it can, I think because that's the sort of Ryan Murphy-esque camp has become so mainstream that it's it's sort of not it doesn't have the subversive edge that mm. something camp is meant should really have that's true yeah. um or the genuine oddness uh but uh Pippian also says I never watched Riverdale or PLL or any other high school set shows anymore as they seem overwrought and I do get that like I think it's a really fine line of getting it just the right level mm. of ridiculous and I think that the the thing that makes Sweet Valley High in its uh, original incarnation so hugely entertaining and the reason we're doing these podcasts <laughs> about those books not all the 10 zillion other 80s uh, and 90s teen series is because it did have the balance of like it's played completely straight and it is ridiculous and yeah. that is what I want <laughs> like, <laughs> it is and yeah that's that's fair to to ask for I think from a from a reboot so yeah it, that's the thing it is a fine line and it will be tricky and obviously you're not going to please everybody but I am excited to see what they do and I hope it does happen because it, 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 it does seem a little tentative kind of that it's, yeah. oh, it might be happening could be happening these people could be involved but I suppose, yeah, I don't know. I hope it does happen. Um, yes. Oh, God, I, me too. I'll be very excited about it. We love to have thing. a session yeah. where we watch it. But, oh, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Oh, my God. I also love that um, the general gist as well from people in terms of casting is that everybody wants to see the original cast back as the parents. Which yes. I a adore. lot of people do. <laughs> in fact, Giddy Ant wants Koichi for the new Mr. Collins. So maybe oh. he could be tempted out of foreign exchange banking <laughs> to come back to Hollywood. <laughs> Maisie the Bell said Lindsay Lohan with blonde hair playing both roles. <laughs> she has form in that particular genre, it's true. Well, <laughs> be Grizz, her third time. <laughs> um, Grizz Lizzie said, I still love your idea. Caitlin Olsen as Liz and Jess. <laughs> it could happen yet, who knows. <laughs> well, we did uh, suggest before that they, and I would really, really love this, if they did a Wet Hot American Summer and mm. just had all of them played by like people in their 40s, which... <laughs> There's so many really, really funny comic actors who could do it. And Caitlin Olsen would be 
just inspired as, uh, as as Wake. She, she she you could tell you could imagine oh, Sweet D as a Wakefield gone bad. Oh my god! Like that girl has huge Margot energy. Is the thing like she would just come in <laughs> an absolute ball of chaos. Like it would be amazing. <laughs> Well, of course, listeners, we will all be uh, watching eagerly for news of this. And I mean, I think maybe we could do a lot when it finally airs, because it will probably be on Netflix over mm. here if it's one of those CW shows. If it's the CW, shows. Th- yeah, then yeah. usually that's where they end up here. So uh, we could do some uh, live tweeting. Mm, I think that could be first definitely. episode. God, I hope it happens. I just want, yeah, I want to just talk about this show. As, like, it's not even out yet and I want to talk about it with everybody. Exactly, <laughs> me too. Although I did, uh, I did enjoy that a lot of people had the stipulation that they want real twins playing Jessica and Liz, true. which is very fair because if it's all screen trickery, that'll definitely take from it, I feel like. That's true, but I mean, how many? I guess because they're doing it with uh, with youngsters. This is it, yeah. I mean, there there's surely plenty like unknowns that they could uh, get in for those and then just get some bigger names for the rest of the characters. But like, yeah, that's I do true. think having actual twins is pretty necessary for it. True, because there's so many, like when we're watching the, uh, the, the not the original, the, the, the TV show. Yeah, mm. so I guess the original TV show, like it does make a difference that there are... Um, two identical twins there and in fairness doing a very good job of distinguishing themselves that's the thing and it's a bit more satisfying that way as well when you see them doing a twin switch and you can see them playing each other like it's yeah. just because they do do it very well in fairness to the Daniels girls like they, yeah. they are brilliant and you know nothing against Lindsay Lohan and her abilities at playing <laughs> twin. everyone enjoyed the parent trap and probably fewer people enjoyed I know who killed me but I was one of them <laughs> <laughs> Although it has been suggested to cast Brittany Daniel as Alice Wakefield and oh, I could yes. definitely go for that. <laughs> well, Brittany is the twin who's still uh, working as an mm. actor because yeah. I think it's Cynthia is a photographer now. She so. is. Although they are both going to be in, I think is it like a Cheaper by the Dozen remake? And it's like, really? it's, it's Cynthia's kind of return to the screen and the fact that it's the two of them are going to be in it. Um, <gasps> Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not sure when that's out. It could be next year. But they are actually going to be reunited on screen pretty soon. So who knows? Well, uh, we'll all be looking out for that too, Mm. listeners. And uh, yeah, you all had feelings, by the way, about our last, uh, about the the grand finale of the <laughs> of the series, which feels like it happened like ten zillion years ago. But... Time has lost all meaning because <laughs> we we weren't able to to chat about it while we were um, when at the end of our of our last episode. But I was glad to see from your comments that I was not alone in my rage about one part. One per, uh, element, part of the story. Monarchy three one five said, "I agree with Anna's feelings about Jackman Canning." Thank you, Monarchy. I literally, <laughs> I literally <laughs> yelled at the TV. Why not Batman Canning? Oh God! Oh, wait, what that was... an outrageous missed opportunity. I mean, that is a missed opportunity. But also, that's from the last kidnapped one, wasn't it? This was say goodbye. Was our finale finale? <gasps> Yeah. Oh my goodness! I've gone too far. Well, I'm just still full of rage. That's it. I scrolled down too far yeah. in the uh, in our Instagram because I'm just well, I am on drugs. Technically. Well, that's true. You are delirious from booster. True, <laughs> but I I stand by that rage. Oh, you know what? Very fair. It is it is unresolved rage, and it's understandable. <laughs> Well, uh, on the actual last episode, uh, Flatface <laughs> Bitch said, I reread multiple times to watch Jessica and Lila fight with a bag of crisps at the door. It brought me immeasurable joy. Bridget, the Bridget Flannery brings her A-game to this app. 
Oh, God. Like, she was so funny in that whole scene with the massive... Oh. Now, we kept calling it a massive bag of crisps, but somebody did get in touch to say that by American standards, that's actually a pretty normal-sized bag of crisps. <laughs> it did look big to us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's just really tiny. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, I'd say she probably is. She, yeah. she looks quite uh, petite in her hmm. waistcoats. Uh, Meg Ailey Shat said, if Nicholas Morrow pops up, <laughs> pops up unexpectedly near me, I'm going to whack him with a mallet, like a real-life whack-a-mole game. <laughs> yes and uh, no judge in the land would convict you for that <laughs> it seems very fair to me <laughs> well uh, Livy Hawker said I'm listening to this episode while I cook Thanksgiving dinner here in crappy old America and I had to pause my turkey basting to let you know emphatically that Todd fucking sucks <laughs> seriously why is he still here question we've been asking ourselves in every episode <laughs> <laughs> I mean I just appreciate that rage Mm, absolutely. Uh, Giddy Ant uh, got in touch to say that she liked that Lila got such a good episode mm-hmm. after last week's disgraceful behaviour on the main feed. So that would come after Rose's Rose Lie, where Lila did make an absolute show of herself. But uh, I quite liked her for her phrasing in that uh, the Lord, in brackets, Bridget Flannery giveth, and the Lord, Kate William, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take the good Lila uh, wherever we can. Absolutely. Oh my God. D- definitely Bridget Flannery is best lot she's so good oh um, Neri Siren made a good point saying I love that this show has no real fat shaming other than that Jess Lila banter in Working Girls to the point that Lila the snob queen Fowler can gleefully scarf down a huge pack of crisps in front of a hot guy much better role model Yes, I love that. And it's so funny, actually, that that wasn't it was just kind of played for comedy and it wasn't a whole like, oh, Lila, stop eating all those chips or whatever. Because like even I don't know, have you been watching the new um, Sex and the City episodes? I haven't watched them yet. I got spoiled for the big twist, which kind of annoyed me. That's just being on the Internet, I guess, at this stage. But like there's just like it's not a spoiler, but there's like a tiny bit in the first episode where like someone makes a comment about someone having ordered fries to the table and Carrie's like, oh, don't ask me. And it's a whole like, oh, I wouldn't admit to eating fries. And it's like. Really? We're still doing that in the year of our Lord 2021, whereas back in the 90s, Lila Fowler could have a massive bag of crisps and it'd go unremarked upon. Like, what's going on there? (laughs) (laughs) So good for Lila and her giant bag of crisps. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. Eat those crisps, Lila. Yeah, fucking have at it. Tinfoil Tango had uh, complained about the series as a whole. I'm not seeing enough Victorian ghosts in these TV episodes. Where are all the Victorian ghosts? I mean, that is a very good question. Oh, very fair. I guess, you know, it, it was, it, I was going to say the fashions at the time, but like, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> no. I suppose by that stage in the early 90s, it was very much waistcoat central. Whereas when the books were coming out, like late 80s, you were getting that, oh, what was the name? There was, someone actually sent us like the, the fucking shop that sold all those crazy Victorian fucking yes, prairie it outfits. it was like a catalogue. It was. Was it Jessica something? No, what was the name of it? This is the kind of research we do for these bonus episodes, lads. You are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like there there was definitely a trend, I suppose, in the late 80s for that type of clothing. And like by the early 90s, that would not have been cool at all. No. <laughs> so unfortunately, yes, the series is devoid of Victorian ghosts. But then I guess, yeah, some people were hoping that the reboot might be based in the 80s, which feels unlikely to me. But Jesus, if yeah. they did do that, I feel like the fashions could have been fucking off the hook. Like, completely. Oh, I really hope. I mean, I think the, tra- the Diablo so Cody one was meant to be set in the 80s. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, there were so many different reports on that that who the hell knows. That's it. Like, yeah, they went I'm through sure. a lot. Yeah, it went through so many different writers even as well, let alone yeah. fucking concepts. I think it was going to be a musical at one stage. It was just oh. like, what is happening? <laughs> It'll come 
one red to us at some stage. <laughs> Everyone gets a go. Exactly. <laughs> Oh god! But uh, uh, I did enjoy a uh, flat face bitch again. Ivana's name, I swear to God, uh, who did say about that episode for the finale. I no longer believe Regina turning to drugs had anything to do with Bruce and Amy. It was an elaborate escape plan from Nicholas. I could definitely see someone at least faking their own death to get away from him. That guy is the worst. Livy Hawker implied, "I fake my death just to get away from his hair." Very reasonable. I mean, wouldn't we all? Indeed. I know I would. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, uh, we got some general comments on the whole series uh, over on Instagram. Amy Clarkin said, still obsessed with the beach that had, in all caps, trees and ducks. I'm so glad it's not just us still hung up on that non-beach beach. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever stop being obsessed. <laughs> um, yeah, Neri, uh Siren said, theory. Parents are running an experiment. Uh-huh. Carl, the drug guys, etc., are all in on us. Oh my god! <laughs> that, that would be a good reveal. At that the actually end. would, <laughs> and it would explain why they're never there. Uh, Mary oh also god. said that she's learned that sixteen-year-olds are perfectly capable of busting kidnappers and drug rings. No parental guidance needed. <laughs> They've got this. Don't worry about it, lads. They're sixteen. They can take care of themselves. <laughs> they can, uh, and. Um, yeah, the uh, Pippi and Shirley said, and I think we can all relate to this. Uh, th- something I've learned: I have grown a lot as a person because I would have sneered at this show if I'd watched it when it came out. See, we've all we've all grown. Mm. This same. is it. <laughs> Look how well we're all doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you know, uh, we've the years have been uh, have made us more mature, and uh, we did we did ask about we mentioned our our beloved montages mm. uh, when we when we did our, our call out and uh, it's hard to choose a favourite montage now Pippi Ann Shirley said hers was the poetry reading and actually I'd forgotten yeah. about that and I think it might be mine oh this is it I kind of went tried to go back through the montages and pick out my yeah. favourite ones because like there's so much like when there's one in episode although there wasn't one in the very first episode which I guess can be forgiven because it's a pilot you know fair that? enough no there wasn't wow now, unless I'm wrong but I kind of beach no, I kind of scanned through it, but I don't think there was. Because um, okay. the first one was all to do with going to the party and, and uh, Jessica tricking Liz and heading out to Scott oh, Daniels. Like we did. Now, to be fair, we didn't get a montage, but we did get the extremely sexual dance scene at homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. <laughs> but in terms of montages, like, yeah, there were obviously some absolute classics. Like, I, I, to be honest, I think my favourite is still the Halloween one. You, uh, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, it's just the fact that they threw in all this like extra footage from like stuff that was in the public domain, like silent horror movies from the nineteen twenties, yes. interspersed with nineties kids running around in costume <laughs> in dark high school halls. Like sold, Giga Ghosts lives on as one of my favorite screen caps of all time. Giga Ghosts was, I mean, one of the all time best moments of the entire series. Screamed through that entire montage. I just, I don't, I don't know. It'll be hard to top, I think, ever for me. <laughs> but uh, but then yeah, what does come a close second is the big mall fight in the 007 yes. episode because that whole thing was just a masterpiece from start to finish. <laughs> oh my god, I think that that was what I was going to choose as my favorite until mm. Pippi and Shirley reminded me of the poetry readings. That's the thing. The poetry, the poetry readings, had, readings was amazing. It had puppets. <laughs> yeah, it had Enid doing some sort of show with them we never found out what that was oh shit we should have asked Amy oh my god we were too excited 
what was up with the hippo puppet. <laughs> we'll never know. Damn it. <laughs> Um, so uh, yeah, I think I think also the 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 one of um, uh, gold the gold fowler one was spectacular, and it was. Yeah, I can't yeah. choose. I just can't choose. This is it because that was it because I was kind of going through them and I was like, yeah, that was the best one. And then I was like, oh, but that was also amazing. And then I was like, oh my god, remember the Macbeth montage? Oh shit! Right. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because that was way back in episode four and I'd kind of just forgotten it or just been so bamboozled and blindsided by so much amazing stuff since then. But like that was one of the early classic fucking montages with Jessica and her unhinged Lady Macbeth and being chased around by the witches and Winston doing his best and getting absolutely nowhere. Like that was so fucking funny. (laughs) That was actually when we, I think that was one of the moments when we realised that this was going to be a proper... A recurring thing. Yes. And also that we loved it. This is it because it was episode two was our first montage which was Oracle on Air when they were doing the auditions and we had Bruce yelling about how many babes he could get and Todd like unable to sit in a chair. (laughs) Oh my God. Like that was a great day. (laughs) and dance and fools totally spoiled us because we basically got two montages because we had remember our like mini audition montage with jessica opening the door for her like auditions today slot where she had like the stripper guy just like gyrating (laughs) even when she opened the door and closed it on him again and then there was koichi in his cowboy outfit oh give it a little sort of like swear to god i will never be over that man Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and then they they gave us an actual montage as well with everybody like practicing their dance routines for the big competition thing like that one was a fucking extravaganza of content i loved that one too (laughs) okay so oh maybe a maybe a uh a two montage double montage mm. should win well you know what yeah because like as as an episode too like it gave us so much <laughs> it did it was yeah. just a i mean that was that had the two two of the best dance or even two of the best moments what am i saying I wasn't going to just diminish them by saying two of the best dance moments mm. the uh, uh the enid and maddie <gasps> encounter in the oh, corridor loved with, that. that ended with your bell bottoms are mine. Oh them my god! Stretching off arm and arm. Yes, so good. And then we also had Lila and Winston doing their really fucking sexy tango. Like that was so yes. good. Oh my god! There's actually been so many <laughs> properly brilliant episodes. There has like that... there's been so many good moments as well. Because even with that amazing tango, like you could also then swing that right back to the Halloween episode again, where Lila and Winston kissed in that like little yes. supply closet they oh, were locked shit, in. Like that was great. Come on, that was fantastic. <laughs> Like, unexpected kiss, never referred to again, but we know what they're up to. We do. (laughs) And we will will appreciate it forever. (laughs) This is it. We will take the crumbs we are given. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also, actually, there was something I noticed because I was kind of going back through my screen caps from uh, from early episodes. And in our second episode, Oracle on Air, uh, remember we had the announcements board with the big announcements typo on it. Um... But on one side of it, there was a sign-up sheet for British Club. And I only noticed it because it was two massive, like, A4 Union Jacks pinned above it. Uh, And I was like, okay, interesting. Because then I remembered in episode 12, somebody pointed this out in the comments on our Instagram. And I would noticed it as well during it, that, like, in the, where they finish up, that was the Regina's Legacy episode. But where they all finish up in the diner at the end on the blackboard in the Moon Beach, it says, welcome British Club. And there's, like, a fish (gasps) and chips special been put on for them. (laughs) 
So there was actual follow through. There's been a whole British club subplot what? going on secretly in the background. Oh my God. I, this is like me missing the note from Alice. I just need to pay more attention to these This things. is it. Background Seriously. details. Those production people are up to stuff back there and it's great and I love it. Uh, well, we salute you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, members of the uh, Sweet Valley High production team in the the mid-90s. Oh, what a wild ride it's been. Oh my God, so much fun. (laughs) Uh, Well, listeners, I guess this brings us to the end of Pi Beta Alpha for the year. We will be back not in uh, in the not-so-distant future Mm. uh, because, you know, we've said it before, we will say it again. Uh, we love doing this and it's brilliant to have you all along with us uh, enjoying the Sweet Valley Madness and discovering uh, that we are big fans of the TV show, which has been a pleasant surprise all around. (laughs) Absolute surprise, but yes, very welcome one. (laughs) Well, listeners, we will see you in 2022. Oh my God. I swear to God, when I hear 2022 in my brain, I'm like, ah yes, two years away. No, no. Yes. Maybe even three. Fuck's sake. Like I'm just, right. yeah, lost all ty- concept of time. I just don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, we will see you in that far off and distant <laughs> distance. Yeah, sounds fake. <laughs> well, you know that we will have some specials, um, uh, some special editions at some stage. We will, you know, like we have had in this season. Mm. We won't, we won't con- give you any details just yet but uh let's just say there may be another interview indeed yeah. <laughs> but uh i guess we we can't finish without giving you a little teaser <gasps> oh. for what we is is waiting for us in the season two. Oh my god i'll actually i'm gonna read out the full blurb okay go for it because i think you this will give us enough feelings to last us Ooh, tied us over the into the new year six weeks or whatever it is <laughs> the episode is called summer loving okay here's the description let's go liz is thrilled when todd returns to sweet valley until she discovers he was t- kicked off the team oh no his sweet disposition <laughs> evidence please i need some evidence <laughs> Sweet disposition. Lies. It's turned to sour depression. And he's not especially interested in getting back together with Liz. How will she notice? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Is he even angrier at her than before? (laughs) He's always in a sour mood. Oh, God. Well, that's what we've got to look look forward to in 2022. Jesus. Intrigued to see how they'll do it. I mean, I can only ba- guess that based on Todd's baseline of sweet disposition, <laughs> that if he turns sour, he's going to be like, I don't know, setting the moon beach on fire. Or... Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> how much worse can he get? Although I, just, I do just want to quickly uh, mention Sarah in Vermont who sent us an email who had quite the, the bones to pick with the show about all this Vermont NBA stuff because uh, she did some research and the idea that a high school academy is turning out NBA stars is patently ridiculous. Uh, apparently, yeah, there is two players have been selected out of Vermont in NBA draft history. So so all their talk about Vermont uh, and this particular academy in Vermont being the place for your, your NBA career to take off is absolutely yeah. not the case. Apparently the last time a player out of Vermont was selected in the NBA draft was 1947. Whoa! <laughs> wow. So yeah. 
They were really stretching it. You know, that'll do a number on anybody's sweet disposition, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) Alleged sweet disposition. (laughs) Well, listeners, uh, (laughs) we look forward to this in the new year. Uh, In the meantime, we will wish you a very, very merry uh, holiday season. Mm, Absolutely, Um, yeah. And actually, yeah, there's, this is out on Thursday, so tomorrow's Christmas Eve and maybe just check the Headstuff site because there might be a little present for you there PBA oh, gang on, uh, on Christmas Eve you never know what'll turn up yeah something to keep you uh, amused and entertained indeed in these troubled times <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah have a great festive season uh, have a brilliant I actually can't even say this with a straight face have a brilliant January 2022. Oh, Jesus, let's not jinx ourselves. Let's just all get to January 2022 <laughs> and we'll go from there. <laughs> just get through it intact. Yeah. And we will hopefully be uh, do the same and we will see you on the other side when we uh, find out what happens when Todd and Liz get some summer loving. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.